Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome everyone to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. Kirsten, I'm so excited to talk with you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is quite an honor. I want to tell the audience just a little bit about you. Um, You may have seen her on TikTok. This is um, her and her fiance. They are the famed couple that lost (laughs) the engagement ring at the beach during the engagement shoot. And they currently have a viral video with over 39.5 million views. (laughs) Um, Also, Kirsten is a successful business owner, 
streamer and content creator and currently planning her wedding for 2024. I am so excited to talk with you. Um, (laughs) Just the backstory is that I met Kirsten on a live stream that I was doing with my my friend Blake. Yes, we we love Blake. (laughs) Yes, we love Blake so much. Shout out Blake for connecting us together. And I had the privilege of coaching you a little bit. And that was, we were saying that that was back in December of 2020. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we are going to get into all the things that, as you know, this is a podcast about finding love and healing, understanding attachment theory, and just becoming your highest and best self. And you have done a lot of work in this area. Um, so I want to just kind of dive in. Can you tell us a little bit about just your own experience in love and what it was like before you met your, your fiance, take us, take us to the past a little bit and just tell us about your love journey prior to meeting your partner. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, so prior to meeting my partner, I was single for a very long time, uh, four years. And, uh, I had a couple of dates during the time, but I had this very, um, interesting way of looking at things, which you changed, but my way of kind of looking at it was like, um, I didn't want to waste my time if I didn't see it going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would be really quick to like cut it off really soon. Um, And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. Um, Yeah. Like I think, I think like I would just find anything and everything. And I felt like at, at the time of my life, like I had everything I needed except for a man. Um, like I, I had my business going and I really focused like all my energy and effort into the business and growing it. Um, and when it came time to like, look for a guy, uh, I just found like, I don't know. I thought that it was everyone else. (laughs) It turns out that it wasn't, but I thought that it was everyone else, uh, around me that like, just, they weren't old fashioned or they just like, didn't have those tendencies that I really like in a man. And so, um, yeah, like I just, I think I put like a lot of pressure on like first connections, whether it was like a phone call or even like messaging on dating apps, like they wouldn't even get my number. (laughs) So So you were, if I'm hearing you right, you were quick to write somebody off. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And then if you're open to it, I love just going a little bit deeper with you. And I'm wondering, do you have any awareness kind of where, and we would call that maybe avoidant attachment strategy, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's the strategy you, you were using. Do you have any awareness of where that came from for you and why you were showing up that way? I actually don't like, I don't know what it's from. I'm assuming it's from bad relationships or like abusive relationships in the past and like not wanting uh, to be vulnerable at the time. But at the time, obviously I didn't know that. 
Like, I remember when you said that on the stream and I like denied it so bad. I was like, there's no way. Yes. I don't know. Oh my that. gosh. I was like, nah, nah. Like, <laughs> I know what I want. It's everyone else that's the problem. Oh, yeah. girl, we are going to unpack this. Just you wait. So, okay. So in the past, it was avoidant attachment style. And, yeah. and I, I can relate to this too, where you almost feel like, oh my gosh, there's just no one that's good enough for me. And you're, you're kind of like, have these very yeah. high standards and you think that yeah. there's, and, and you think that it's you just being really good at like, okay, they're not good enough. I'm not going to waste <laughs> my time, but actually you're avoiding being vulnerable. You're avoiding putting yourself out there. You're avoiding exploring connection a little bit more. So you Correct. use that like quick push somebody away as kind of like a coping and a yes yeah yeah definitely and I didn't realize I was doing that even after the pod or after the stream I didn't realize it I had to like go back and re-listen to it um a couple of times before I figured it out and then started like looking up what it was and yeah okay okay (laughs) So let's talk about this. What, I mean, obviously I remember that interaction with you, but like, tell, tell the audience, what was the tough love that you got from me on that live stream? Oh man. Like you just kept repeating that it was avoidant detachment style. And it sounds like, you know, this, and then you would, you would say, um, like you would give an example and I'd be like, no, 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 that's not me. Like, I don't do that. And then I would follow up by saying something like, why does everyone that's like really far away from me, like living in different countries or different provinces seem so perfect? I was like, what is wrong with Vancouver men? (laughs) I was like, I don't understand. And like, you know, we are a party city. So there are like a lot of party boys and and there are actually like a lot more women than men in this town however I was using that as an excuse thinking like that's the problem instead of it being avoidant detachment style dating yeah it's so, <laughs> so that was that was yeah. what you kept saying to me you kept like you kept like going back to oh, it sounds like this I was not hearing it. (laughs) Yes, I remember that interaction so much. Um, And just you kind of being resistant, which we all are. I think when it comes to realizing, oh gosh, I'm the common denominator in my relationships, of course there's resistance to that because we don't, I think as humans, we are just wired to avoid pain. So we don't want to actually go through any of the pain of healing, which means like taking that time to go internal and look at ourselves and learn how to shift. So we just do whatever we can to avoid that pain. But then obviously we just keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over. A hundred percent. And that was you. Right. And like, and I remember you saying like, I really want to find my person. Like you were like, I am so ready for this. But why? I even had like a little notepad and I was writing out notes when you were talking and I was like, and then you were like, well, you have to find your, like, what did you say? You said, um, like your must haves. And then you're like, it would be nice. 
And so I wrote it all out and I had them all. And I was like, no, no, I already have this before you even said it. I know what my list is. (laughs) And I think that's such an important thing to think about because I think a lot of us develop a list that we think is the list that we must have, but it's actually not the list that we need that makes sense. Like there's I a difference. would completely agree yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> there's such a big difference there. Um, and I feel like like the right person for you will like exceed your list and show you things that you didn't even know that you wanted or. Ooh, amen to that. <laughs> I completely yeah. agree. I'm thinking of my current partner and just all the ways that he exceeds what I could have even thought of right like isn't that such a gift when it's like wow I didn't even know that this existed that I wanted this or that I needed this and this is what I got and I was like oh wow that's even better yes (laughs) yes okay so we have that live stream I I remember it you're defensive on the stream but then take us through what happens after that honestly I wanted to prove you wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love my avoidantly attached people so much. <laughs> Good. So, so one of the things you said to me, what or like said to everyone on the stream, you were like, we shouldn't be asking, what are you looking for? Um, we shouldn't be asking that until like the third day. And I thought that was insane. I was like... <laughs> I'm like, why are we going to waste our time going out on dates and like not even knowing what the person is looking for? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, But then you followed it up by saying that, um, like, why in in anything in life, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is what you said, but in anything in life, it's effort. Why do you think dating shouldn't be effort? Ooh, yeah. Any, I think that's, probably what I said. And then I would add and say anything that is worthwhile takes time to build. You build a foundation. Yeah, totally. So you were making a lot of sense. And I was like, okay, well, like that sort of makes sense. I get that. But I still was like, all right, well, I'll try it her way. And I won't ask. And I also didn't put a lot of pressure on the first date. So, um, do you mind if I pause this just for a second, Kirsten? Because I feel no. like everybody listening really needs to hear this. Um, sure. So the old way of dating that she shared with us is having really high expectations and kind of going into the date with the checklist and being ready to look for <laughs> anything that doesn't match up so that you can write the person off. 100%. And I think like us, like high achieving women who are like, I don't need no man, like, We actually do that as a way to protect ourselves and to avoid being vulnerable. That's why we show up with all those expectations. But consciously, we're not aware of that, right? Like you're thinking, no, I just have these high, high standards and these high, high expectations. Um, But it's just a way to avoid being vulnerable and to avoid connection because somewhere in your brain, your brain had learned that connection is scary and that I actually unconsciously don't want connection. So, so you use those high expectations as a way to write somebody off quickly. Yeah. So oh. that's basically yeah, that was the what past. I would do. 
Yeah. But then you're taking us through what you learned to do, which was um, I'm like, I'll give you I'll give you examples of like things that I would like like not see someone again or you know, like uh for example, if someone offered to split the bill with me, I'd be like, that's a no. Um another another one is if they just wanted to take me on like a coffee date. I felt like that wasn't enough time to get to know someone. So I felt like that wasn't good enough. Um, or if they didn't show up with a plan and like, when I said, um, like, oh yeah, okay. Like they wanted to take me out on a date and then they're like, where do you want to go? Like, what do you want to do? That was like a no go either. So like there were so many, anything, literally anything. It was just like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I tell this story in my past. I once wrote someone off because they liked baseball. And I was like, (laughs) I don't want to watch baseball. Like I I would find anything. I've done that. Sports, like same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you realize that you go, oh my gosh, that was actually an unconscious strategy to avoid being vulnerable. Yeah. So then how did you implement what I taught you? What, like what changed in your dating strategy? After learning how to not have expectations. Yeah. So um, I dated one person before my now fiance and I still did like the same efforts. He was a great guy. Um, Again, like no, no expectations. So I didn't find out that like he couldn't have kids until the fourth or fifth date (laughs) while we were talking about it. And then he ended up actually going back to his ex. That's not why we broke up, but um, he ended up going back to his ex. And then like, I don't know. I I was on the dating site still because I stopped deleting my dating app every time I go out with someone. Good. Good. Yeah, because that's weird. Um, <laughs> and so, but like, I'm really old fashioned. So I thought that that's like, a way to be old fashioned is to like only focus on one person at a time. But also that can be very intimidating for someone as well, which I learned. And one thing that you taught me in that stream as well was that um, you can actually scare off the right person by acting like really intense or super intense. Like you could meet the right person And you're not being yourself because you're being super intense and that's not how you actually are. And it can actually like, it can actually turn someone off. And so I really took that to heart and tried not to do that again. (laughs) Um, I I love it. So then I met a week later after he broke it off with me, which I kind of like felt like there was just something kind of missing there. So I don't think it would have lasted anyway, but, um, yeah, he, my fiance, um, he messaged me and I don't know, he said something silly. It was on Tinder and it was like a questionnaire about, um, which a, which a, I don't know. It was like the weirdest questions. And he asked me like one question where it was like, Oh, what's the weirdest food combination? And it said like, waffles and nachos or 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 craft dinner with nachos and like a burger with this I don't know it was the weirdest thing ever but he put a he put a comma in the wrong spot and so I thought that 
one was like a run on like it was a run on food thing and it wasn't so there was like three samples instead of two anyway I said the wrong answer to him and he put strike one and I was like oh already I'm like oh I don't know if I like this (laughs) and so I had to like pull over the car and like write him back and that's how we started talking so it was like really fun and silly and like more just being I don't know chill um and then the next question he asked me was uh okay next question what's your number and usually I'd be like it's too soon for my number like I haven't like I don't know you very well like I haven't got to know you all of these things but literally everything I went to say no to I said yes to and that happened the entire first date completely or I would have written him off (laughs) way before yeah because um so we basically like we talked on the phone and it was really really good and then he was like um he was like well I prefer to like do a coffee date um first I was like okay (laughs) you know that that's what I tell people to do so good okay so so actually but we like talked on the phone because it was during COVID too right so there wasn't much to do we talked on the phone for like three hours and then he asked me out on a dinner date instead but then he said um I'll meet me at my house that was another like red flag for me because I don't like meeting someone at their house. I like being picked up and like, you know, courted. So that was tough for me to like swallow that and be like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. And I remember texting him being like, you know what? Honestly, I don't think this is going to work. I'm a little bit more old fashioned than I think you are. I literally wrote that and then deleted it because I remembered your words. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was wild. And so then we get to his house and then he takes me on the date to um, a restaurant and then we get back to his house and he's like, okay, do you want to like, just watch a movie, whatever. And I was like, this is something I also usually don't do. And I was like, okay. Also, I found out he owned a house with his mom. Like they bought it together. They're also business partners, which was also like a no for me. <laughs> so there's so many, wow, yes. so many no's um, that I just bypassed. I was like, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just keep, I'll just yes. keep trying. And uh, we ended up going like and watching a movie downstairs, which was his area. And uh, he was like, do you want to watch a scary movie? I hate scary movies. I don't like scary movies at all. Yeah. And I, they, they terrify me. And I was just like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and now he's my fiance. So that oh wow. I love that's it. how it started. <laughs> I want to point out, Kirsten, too, that so there was there was like so many points there in that getting to know him where you had to make the decision to be open to connection, to be vulnerable. Yeah. And 
for someone with avoidant attachment style, that really is the growth edge is how can I be more open, more vulnerable, more willing to connect? What's interesting with anxious attachment style, if you, if that was your attachment style, it would actually be the opposite of like, how can I be more boundaryed and make sure I'm connected to who I am? But based on your dating history, it was like, that was your growth edge was how do I just be open to connection and be vulnerable? And you yeah. did it. And you did it over and over and over. And over and over and over. That's why I, that's why I messaged you and was like, you know, like without your, your talking, strict talking to me, I, w- there's no way I would be with him because <laughs> I would have said no right away. I love it. I love it so much. It's amazing how just that shift. And and I want to be clear that um, you taking that, I don't know, 20, 30 minute live stream, it wasn't that long, but you taking that and applying it the way you did without like the program or without coaching, that is so <laughs> rare to have someone who like really takes action like that and implements it. So I just want to shout you out too. Like I know I helped, but well, I was just trying to prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See, I it love that, work. <laughs> that stubbornness. I love that. That's so good. So um, it's terrible. Yes, but good, good, good. So you basically were able to totally change how you showed up in your dating life. And I know like 360, 360. complete 360. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, after the first date, it was pretty easy. Like, you know, he made the effort. He, he like literally saw me the next day and I was renovating my kitchen and he, and my house was a disaster. And again, this is another time where I'd be like, no, you can't come over right now. <laughs> but I just let him like see who I was and be super vulnerable with him. Um, and yeah, he helped renovate my kitchen. So I love this. And this, I always say this, we have to remember that the most attractive version of ourselves is when we are authentically ourselves. Like that's actually the most attractive thing. Oh, he loves like talking about that. He thinks it's so cute. Cause like, it wasn't even, I call it renovations, but like I bought like tile stickers from Amazon and I was putting them on the backsplash. <laughs> was <laughs> like, he like, a rental. Oh, oh he's yeah. Like, he we was gotta... like, <laughs> he's like oh my great. goodness, what are you doing? Yeah, it's pretty but funny. Yeah, this is true partnership when we can be who we really are, be open and honest, like be that version of ourselves that we think is the hot mess, you know? And allow ourselves to just be who we are and secure attachment is created when we know, wow, they're going to accept me for who I am and I can be myself. And then that allows you to continue to be vulnerable. I'm, I'm curious. I have like so, so many questions here, but yeah, for you (laughs) in, in this relationship, do you feel like this was the most vulnerable, real, open and honest that you've been? Yes. And I feel like it's not that I wasn't open and honest. Um, I think I just didn't realize that 
I wasn't being open and honest, if that makes sense. So it's like, there was another layer, but it was almost like I had to kind of find myself and figure out what that was before I could even be ready for a relationship like this. So I think it's just crazy how the timing happened with it all. Because like, I literally met him two months after the meeting with you. So I love it so much. And I I love hearing these stories, like women that I coach are like, oh my gosh, I met the person. And um, I just think I love just being a small part of it. So I'm so (laughs) glad that we've connected again. Um, My next question for you, was there a certain moment for you or like, when did you know that, hey, I could see myself spending the rest of my life with this person? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. We went on a, (laughs) we went on a super cute date and he like pulled into his old elementary school. Um, because I said that I never, like, I had never been asked to to be like danced with at like a, a school dance or anything. And so he pulled into his old elementary school. He had like a bottle of wine and like glasses and uh, he just blasted the music. And then like, I don't know, he played, I think it was like sync or Backstreet Boys or something. Oh, and he was know, like, <laughs> he was like, can I have this dance? <laughs> and this yeah. so sweet. All the women are tearing up that are listening to this. They're like, yes. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so gushy. I know we're, we're very gushy. It's, yeah. <laughs> I love that because you feel safe to be that way. When, when we definitely feel safe to be that way, we can, we can allow ourselves to be gushy and romantic. Right. But definitely. Yeah. If we don't feel emotionally safe, we can't even access that part of ourselves. Yeah. And it, it's been like, honestly, we've, we've gone through so much in like the short amount of time that we've known each other. It feels like like it was just like a whirlwind of things that happened over the first year. And like we moved in together and then we renovated a whole house together. Like, <laughs> And this was all during COVID too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. 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 So tell us about this proposal that went viral on TikTok. Like I, I just looked at the video today. So like I need the whole, I need the whole story. Okay, what, so so basically, is this is really funny, but that wasn't the actual proposal. That was just the engagement shoot. So like, I, it was like save the date photos, not even an engagement shoot. It was like save the date photos for our wedding, and so awkward. But our first like proposal, it was done like in really bad lighting. So I don't have any pictures of it or anything. And uh, when he proposed, like it got interrupted. There was someone filming it and they were like, wait, 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 do it all over again. Cause he like, he had a hard time getting the ring out of the pocket. Um, It was for my birthday. And we did like a Bridgerton themed birthday party at like this at, uh, it's called Mr. Gold's in Richmond. And uh, it's... (laughs) it's like Bridgerton themed. And so everyone was all dressed up. I got my hair and my makeup done. I had all my friends there and we had practiced this. So dumb. We had practiced this dance that was from Bridgerton. 
Um, and we were doing it and like me and my best friend and her partner, we were doing it for like social media, just like for fun. And at the end, like we had done the dance over and over and over again, like at least six times. So it was like really not expected. But at the end of this time, he just like started talking and he started reaching into his pocket. But because it was a period piece and um, like it was from the 1920s, the vest was so tight and the ring box was so tight. He couldn't get it out of his pocket. Out of the pocket. So it was just, it was a nightmare. I, guess. I have video of it. And then like, so he goes to like put it on. He's like, I love you. Will you marry me? And then it gets stopped. Because my friend's like, wait, 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 we got to redo it. And then all my other friends are like, no, don't redo it. Like some things you can't redo. So we didn't really have that like moment. And so when we did it on the beach, when he was like, when we were doing the photos, he like re-proposed and it was super cute because it was like, it was more for us. Um, And I think he said something like, um, uh, if you weren't with me, you'd be a mess. Will you marry me or something like that? And I was like, no, you'd be a mess. And then I was like, yes. And uh, I leaped into his arms and the ring fell out of the carriage little like it was like a Cinderella carriage ring box. Yes. And actually, if you hear the video, he's like, oh, good thing. Good thing I closed the ring box. And then he went and looked in the ring box after we stood up and walked all over the sand and everything. And he was like, it's gone, honey, it's gone. And I was like, no, 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 it's not gone. It's not gone. It was gone. Oh my gosh. And okay. And yeah. People that want to watch the video, what is your TikTok so they can look this up? It's T and K-A-Y-O-2-1. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was wild and we ended up looking for it for two and a half hours. So it was, it was honestly worse than if it had been the proposal. And the reason why is because I was already attached to the ring. Like it had, and it was in all the photos. Can you imagine if like we hadn't found the ring, how bad that would have been? Okay, so I would have had all find these it. engagement photos with the ring and no ring to like oh. show it. That would be so crappy. So so you did find it though. We did find it. Um what ended up happening was uh the photographer Yakira Paris, she lives in Powell River. She um she brought her I think her stepdad and her mom out and he had a metal detector. So we were looking for it and then random other people came to the beach as well. It was like a small town. My sister came. She brought uh colanders like sifters oh trying to find like this ring effort. Oh. And the worst part was the tide was coming in. So we were so close to the shore and the tide was like right where we were looking. It was, it was not fun. It was seriously tragic. I was oh just terrified. God. And the ring itself is very expensive. So he was like, do you have it? Can I see it? Yeah. Yeah. Here. Oh, beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, um, what happened was it wasn't the metal detector that found it. Um, It was actually our photographer. And what she did was she went through all the photos 
of like me diving at him or whatever. And she was able to look and see where the area was. And she could see the ring in the photos. And then she just used her flashlight because it was so dark. And it just like looking around for it. But I I stayed in the water for literally two hours. I, I was ready to make myself a human dam so that I couldn't, so that the like tide wouldn't take it out. Like that was the most terrifying part was not knowing where it was and if the water was washing it away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this story. <laughs> I love that you found the ring. And but even in that, even in like, even with that, it just proved how perfect he is for me because, you know, I was panicked and he remained calm. Like, I don't know many men that could spend that much on a ring and then just be like, okay, like, we'll look for it. It's all good. Like, calm down. Like, he was so chill about the whole thing. And, and what, just, yes, I love it so much. Yeah, it was really kind. And he's just like, you know, he's like, um, he didn't blame me. And I feel like a lot of guys would be like, you idiot, like, why did you jump in it? Like, why did you jump in my arms? Like, why did you do that? Like, why didn't you think? But like, he wasn't like that at all. He was just like, okay, well, it's just another Tuesday with you. Let's find it and move on. I love, because you also mentioned earlier in our interview here, you were talking about that so many things happened and things came up and you renovated a place together. And I know that in and of itself has all kinds of things that come up and you were able to just work through everything that came up. And obviously finding this ring is no exception to that. And what a what a potentially emotionally disaster time that could have been right but you work through it beautifully together and it's so and, true yeah that's secure attachment that's like that's when we talk about secure attachment and having that partner that can kind of be that securely attached base really really helps move us more towards a securely attached place so yeah and another thing that was like is really good about him is one thing that I always thought is that you needed to be kind of whole and like fixed before you can date um but what I found out through uh, my relationship with uh Troy is that you don't necessarily need to be whole um in order to be with someone because sometimes like it's nice to have a partner to like reach out to and, and they can help you in ways that, you know, like they can give you grace and, and help you in ways that you physically aren't able to. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. There's so much that could be a whole other podcast, but (laughs) this idea that we can have a partner that comes in and, and gives us what I call a corrective emotional experience. So that person that you experience a relationship with in a healthy way. And then also that person who doesn't try to do your healing for you, but they're so supportive of you doing your healing work. And you kind of have that person that's like, yes, I I really um, want to support you in getting what you need, right? So 100%. I, yeah. Both of those things, having that corrective emotional experience and then that person that is cheering you on in doing your own healing work 
those are beautiful parts of being with the right partner. Yeah. And it's all because of you, Dr. Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) I am just so thrilled for you. I'm so excited. (laughs) So how is the wedding planning? Oh my gosh. The wedding planning is so stressful. I need like a wedding planner or something. I don't know. I I just want to get eloped. Like it's so much work. It's so much stress. And like, it's just so much to think about because like, I don't even think about half of the things that are wedding related. Uh, Like, like people are talking about bouquets and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about bouquets. (laughs) (laughs) Bouquets, yeah. (laughs) Oh no. There's just so much to it. I hope that you can just get whatever support you need. And because, yeah, I think like anyone getting married, you want to be able to enjoy it and have it be such a beautiful experience for you. And that's really hard to do if you're worried about all the details. So, yeah. And I I really want to keep it small. I think it's like, I really feel like a lot of people make the wedding day not about them. And I really want it to be like small and intimate and more just about like us you know, celebrating our loves. So I love that. I love (laughs) that so much. I am so excited for you and for Troy and just being able to start your lives together. It's a whole whole new chapter for you. Thank Um, you. You're so sweet. I'm curious if if there was anybody listening who could really relate to that earlier version of you that you described, Miss Independent, super high standards, write people off super quickly. Um, Like, what would you say to that person listening? Um, I think it would just be the words that you said, which is, you know, if you are so focused on first dates or so focused on um, you know, like first impressions, you can scare off the right person and they could be right there and you wouldn't know it because you, the way that you have acted has made them react. Mm. And I think that's like super important. Um, because like, there's a lot of, um, I think people out there that do the same thing as me. (laughs) Oh, you betcha. (laughs) Right. There definitely are. Um, I I love that we've been able to have this conversation. I know that you're going to inspire a lot of people listening and for all my avoidantly attached women out there, you have to know that there's another way of being that gets you different results Because I always tell people heartbreak is doing the same thing over and over again in relationships, right? Just like insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So in order to change your outcomes, in order to find the man of your dreams, like Kirsten here, right? Um, You have to change how you're showing up, right? And you did that. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And I think like a step further is like, you know, do stuff that you wouldn't usually do if you have the avoidant detachment. Like I really had, I really had to like think about every single thing. And I was like, oh, but that's not natural. Oh, but that's not, that's not me. Like, that's not who I am. But at the same time, like, it allowed him to be who he was. And then 
I really liked that person. So yeah, it's so it's so beautiful thinking about um, identity shift in some ways of like, how do I learn how to become that securely attached version of me, which you have done, right? It's like if you I had just, faked it, I yeah, faked it I'm in, not the beginning. in the beginning, right? But then it's like yeah. over time, that is who you become. But but for totally. some people, it's like, yeah, you have to try on this new belief system, these new behaviors, and it might feel like faking it in the beginning, but eventually <laughs> that's who you become, right? And now you get 100%. to experience that version of you. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's not like, it's not like I didn't tell him later on. And I was like, yeah, to be honest, I don't like scary movies. Like, it's not like we didn't have those conversations. Right. You know, like honestly, and on the first day I fell asleep on his lap, like while he was watching the <laughs> scary movie. Nice. And he took a video of me because I was drooling. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. It was very, it was very so comfortable. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. I have to ask you, what would you say to anybody who is thinking about working with me, doing the empowered secure love program? Maybe they're like on the fence about doing the work. Do it. Just do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I only had 20 minutes with you at tops. And I learned so much in just 20 minutes that I met the man of my dreams two months later. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I am just so thrilled for you. I can't wait to see your wedding photos. And I'm hoping thank that you. the ring is safe and sound during the ceremony. It'll be safe and sound, I promise. <laughs> okay, good. On my finger. Okay, good. And if anybody wants to connect with you, what is the best way? I know you mentioned your TikTok. Is there any other way that you'd love to connect with um, anyone who listened, who resonated with your story? Yeah, uh, you can go to my Instagram, K underscore smiles XO. And uh, you can you can just message me there and I'll respond. I love it. Oh my gosh. What an incredible conversation. I so appreciate you. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing about your journey because you really are going to inspire some people who are, are tuning in today. So I just... That's really cool. That's really cool to hear because like that is... I mean, I just wanted to come on to like, just say thank you to you. So it's really cool to hear that like, it can inspire other people because I feel like everyone deserves love. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Everyone deserves love. And thank you again, Kirsten. Wishing you the best in the future, obviously. And I hope we stay in touch. Thank um, you. Yeah. And of course, to everyone listening, we are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Until next time. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.